Hello, welcome to Geeks and Niche, this is episode 122. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Each week on Geeks Unleashed, we bring you some geeky news, catch up on our pop culture lives, as well as bringing you a review of something adapted from the comic book or gaming world. Mm-hmm. And before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. Um, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Um, however, this week, we will not be covering any geeky news. Or doing any real catch up because, well, we just wanted to jump straight into it. We are geeking Uh, out about this one. Yeah. Also, like, there wasn't really any real news that we want to talk about. There was a rumor about something, but we're not going to talk about it because we're going to give it some time. And and then uh, also, other than the fact that since our last episode, I've only watched four episodes of The Flash. um, So now I'm. Oh, you got what, 27 to go? (laughs) Yeah, probably like 27 (laughs) to go. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. four or five episodes into season eight now since our last recording so, okay all right um i mean yeah. sl- you're chipping away slowly but surely chipping away yeah i'm into the armageddon storyline now at the start of season eight so, okay uh <clears throat> yeah it's unfortunate covid did kill the crossovers that i did used to have so mm-hmm. armageddon was quite a cool storyline that every episode it's a five-part story and every episode they've had a cameo from somewhere like mm-hmm. supergirl supergirl <clears throat> they brought back black lightning for one episode uh, they brought back the atom, so they they over the five episodes have kind of ca- had like a whole run of cameos. Mm-hmm. So that was their way, of, I think, of trying to do a, a crossover, crossover. Yeah. without doing crossover. So well, they didn't have any shows to cross over with anymore. Well, no, now, but like yeah. this season eight, I think Supergirl might have just finished, and maybe Batwoman might have just finished. Yeah, actually, maybe they've all just finished. I don't know. Maybe they all just finished, but yeah. So, but it was their way of doing a cameo i can't mm-hmm. quite remember now when they were finished but anyway have you watched anything worth shouting out about or should we jump into it no uh no i've been catching up on some of my korean series but <laughs> what's new <laughs> anything you want to shout out about any show no it's stuff that i started watching like months ago and i just haven't finished yet so it's i'm still watching the same stuff i haven't started anything new oh, what show are you watching not i don't know that. uh <laughs> <laughs> well, oh crap now i can't remember what it's called uh business proposal okay it's super cute it's based on like a webtoon um is it animated then no it's not animated it's live oh. action um oh, okay. but it's it's really fun to watch like the cast is so funny mm. and it's like one of the first ones i've watched that's been super duper comedic uh so i'm really getting a kick out of uh, out of watching it so it's nice and easy to watch like one or two episodes here and there um but it's still like I, I really enjoy the story. Um, but it's like it's just a super cheesy rom com. I'm just really digging it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we will, like I said, we're not going to really carry much, but we'll just jump into it. So take it away. Oh, okay. So this month we're doing like an homage to video games of our childhood, right? So we we did two weeks of Mario, and now we got two weeks of Sonic coming up. Um, so Sonic. The Hedgehog. This character was created by Naoto Oshima and Yuji Naka. Uh, Sonic was released on the Sega Genesis in 1991. What do you guys call it over there? The Mega Drive. Okay, the Mega Drive. So the Sega Genesis and the Mega Drive in 1991. Uh, And, of course, as is obvious, this character was created as a direct competitor to Mario. Like, Sega wanted to compete with Nintendo, and Sega was like, all right, Nintendo's got this plumber dude 
we need somebody. We need like a mascot for our brand. And so they created Sonic in the wake of trying to be able to compete with Mario. I think they have done a fairly good job in terms of character. So. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always been second to Mario, but I would say of all of the Sega characters, he is 100% the guy. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Sonic is, even if they've never ever played a video game. Oh, of course, yeah. Like, yeah. so uh, a little rundown on um, some numbers here. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, the 16 bit version, was released in 1991 on the Mega Drive or in North America, the Genesis. Mm -hmm. So, the same game, however, <clears throat> has this is what I like about the same game it's retains a life of its own. Mm -hmm. So, 2006, it was re released on the Game Boy Advanced. Game Boy Advance and the Wii Virtual Console. Um, in 2007, it was actually released on iOS, Xbox Live as well. And then in 2013, on Android and Nintendo 3DS. That's that one game. Like, yeah. Carried on going. Um, so I'll skip over. Well, sometimes you don't want to mess with the classic. No, Instead I mean, of that... releasing a version, a totally different version for each console, you're just like, nope. Here is the core of this game. You figure it out and make it work for your console. Well, what I like is that Sonic the Hedgehog 16-bit has been released, you know, over over sort of 20, 20 years, years yeah, across, across multiple different uh, machines and platforms. So, right, okay. So the 16, sorry, the 16-bit Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, was released a year later in 1992 on the Mega Drive and the Sega Genesis. In 2007, it was on the Wii and the Xbox and X, uh, on the virtual uh, console and uh, Xbox Live. iOS was 2010, Android 2013, and on the 3DS in 2015. Now so, you know, I think Sonic actually would be fun to play on mobile. Yeah, I've played it. I played it on my mobile phone. Yeah, it seems like it would be an easy like crossover to go from console to mobile on Sonic. So I played one and two. Um, we'll talk about those. What I thought on those in a minute. I never played Sonic the Hedgehog CD, but I do remember it at the time because I never mm -hmm. had. So, so they released Sega CD later on, and I never. I've never even heard of that. So yeah, so uh, I don't know if you remember with the consoles back in the day, they used to like, add loads of add-ons, like there was the 32X and the Sega Mega CD and, and all the rest of it. And they were like plug-ons to the Mega Drive or the Genesis. See, I didn't uh, know anyone that had a Genesis. So Sega is like the console I am not at all familiar with. Um, I am. Uh, well, we'll talk about our feelings with our thoughts on all that in a minute. But so they released a game called Sonic the Hedgehog CD, which mm -hmm. I, I've never played. Uh, so that was a year later in 1993 on the Sega CD. They released it on Windows in 95, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live and iOS in 2011, Android 2012. Now, I remember this weird console. I can't entirely sure how you say it, but O-U-Y-A. Is it Oya or Oya or something? Oya? Oh yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a console. I remember it was like a unique console that came out. Uh, I've never had one, but that came out in 2013. Uh, so it's even known as Sonic the Hedgehog CD or Sonic CD. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, there's another game that came out, Sonic Chaos. Then eventually uh, we got um, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which came out in 94 on the Mega Drive slash the Genesis in 94 and then that carried on going again and it was released later in the, on the Wii and then Xbox Live um, and then this game I, I I loved Sonic and Knuckles so that yeah. came out the same year as Sonic 3 
and that came out in 1994 on the Mega Drive and the Genesis, and it also again is seen live later on on Xbox Live and mm -hmm. Wii as well. Um, there's various other 2D platform scrollers, so these are all the 2D ones. Um, I won't carry on going on these ones here, but there's other ones they've had, like the say, Sonic Advance on the um, on the Game Boy Advance. They had had those. They got Sonic, they had Sonic Rush. It came out on 3DS. Eventually, I do remember this. I've never played it. Sonic the Hedgehog Four, which they released in episodes, and they did that later on on things like iOS and and Windows Phone and Android, and they released mm -hmm. episode episode one and two. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Mm -mm. Um, and then <clears throat> and then Sonic Mania, which was kind of like a remix of the original games, mm -hmm. as well as as well as some new ideas. That came out in 2017 on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows, and Xbox One. Um, so then they did a bunch of 3D platformers when they kind of tried to modernize Sonic. Mm -hmm. So there was Sonic 3D Blast, which I've never played. That came out in 1996 on the Mega Drive and the Genesis and the Sega Saturn. That's a lot of games in a short amount of time. Oh, honestly, they were pumping. And even I now, mean, just like pumping, pumping out. them out, yeah. I uh, still pumping them out. So Sonic Adventure, which I did play, and that was a debut game on the Dreamcast in 1998. So Sonic Adventure has seen uh, various other ones as well. Uh, then there was Sonic Adventure 2, which I've never played, but that came out on the Dreamcast again in 2001 and the GameCube. Um, uh, and then there's, there's a bunch of others here that continue to come out. Sonic Heroes, Shadow the Hedgehog, then there was another one um, uh, to celebrate Sonic's 15th anniversary. They did Sonic the Hedgehog in 2006 on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Um, there's other games as well, like Sonic and the Secret of the Rings, Sonic Unleashed, Sonic the Black Knight, uh, Sonic Colors, that was on the Wii, Sonic Generations, Sonic the Lost World, Sonic Forces, Sonic Frontiers. Oh, it literally goes on. Then there was a whole other series called Sonic Riders, then they've also got Good Sonic. Grief. Uh, I know, I know. And then they've got Sonic and Sega All Star Racing series. Um, and then, and then also, this is not even taken into account a lot of the other games that were on the Game Gear, the Master System. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was Sonic at the Olympic Games, which they had with Mario and, and Nintendo <laughs> characters. Uh, and they, they, it just carries on. And then there's another uh, series as well, Sonic the Sonic Boom series. Mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously, and then there was some arcade ones as well. Um, apparently, there's been some educational games. Don't know too much about those. Uh, and there's been um, uh, some spin-off games as well, a bit like what we had with Mario. So there was Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball, um, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I remember that. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the list of games is is a crazy amount of list of games. So I, I could carry on going. And there's been various repackagings and collections. There's a Sega Mega, Sonic Mega Collection, um there's a lot of bundles of them that they just keep releasing yeah i know as well that they've had uh sega genesis and mega drive collections where those sonic games have been in in with other characters like streets of rage or mm -hmm. whatever you know <clears throat> together so i will stop listing out dates and stuff like that <laughs> but to try and give you a flavor here there's a there's a huge volume of games that have been released this, this yeah. in terms of the volume of games i would say it does probably I'm not even sure because I haven't done the numbers. It feels to me like there's even been more of this than Mario. Well, so, yeah. it feels like there's been more because Sonic is cross-platform, whereas yeah. Mario has always been Nintendo and yeah. and no place else. 
Um, so yeah, Sega had no choice. They had to expand. So I think Sonic probably had more of a reach back then. Like, I think Mario was played by a lot of people, but Mario continues to be played by new people all the time. I don't mm-hmm. think Sonic necessarily picks up as much new audience as it would like continuing audience from back then. Yeah. For me, it feels like Mario is happily in the hands of adults and children. Yeah. I think maybe Sonic, not so much, although I, as an adult, still enjoy Sonic, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know. So, um, I'd love to know what people think. Let us know. Yeah. So. Yeah. For real. Like, let us know if you still play Sonic. Um, and as far as, other mediums there were animated series for sonic which was my very first introduction to sonic before the video games um so in 1993 with the popularity of family values i mean not family values uh family matters values that's never mind (laughs) family matters which was a tgif staple uh steve urkel the character played by jaleel white Jaleel White was so popular in the early 90s that he was also the voice of the animated Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, at this time, they had two Sonic series that were almost simultaneous. I think they overlapped for maybe like a half a season. But we had the first series, which was called The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. uh, And that started in 92. Jaleel White was the voice of that one. That one is very much young kid oriented. It was very bright, very colorful. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was really hokey, really kooky, uh, super campy. Uh, version of Dr. Robotnik. And a couple of years later, in 93, we got Sonic the Hedgehog. Same, but and Jaleel White was the only one that was in both series. So he was the voice of Sonic in both, but the Sonic the Hedgehog that came out in 93 was dark. It was dark and it was moody and it was like a more, not necessarily like fully adult cartoon, but it was definitely like older kid, like high school kind of kid cartoon. Um, and it was just so funny to me, like we had two Sonic cartoons at the same time, and then they had this totally different tone for both cartoons. Um, so there were lots of people that liked one and not the other. And I was one of the few who loved both. But I really kind of I like that dark one. I like the dark one a lot better um, just because the villain, like that version of Dr. Robotnik was actually kind of scary. Um, and there were a couple of other ones that started to come out uh, a few years after that. But for the most part, these two are the ones that kind of kicked it off for animation. And like I said, like, that was my first jump into Sonic. And after I watched the cartoons, eventually it was like I was hanging out with uh, a group of friends, like a friend of a friend, and they had a Genesis. And so I played Sonic one time on Genesis. Uh, but for the most part, it was me watching the cartoons for three years. Like that was that was where I d- fell in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. Um. I don't know if you knew, like that Netflix also released a show last year called Sonic Prime. Nef- um, uh, yeah, I'd heard of that. I think. Yeah, I've never so watched it. I watched the first episode. It's kind of a bit weird. It's like a basically, uh, I can't remember entirely now because I only watched the first episode. They went back. Somebody I can't remember if it was Robotnik or whatever altered time, and now like he lives in like a parallel world mm-hmm. and none of his friends know who he is. And, and it's, oh, it's all like, like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's all like, it's all dark and Gothic now. And yeah. So try, I think trying to do something different with the franchise. The other thing I have noticed though, is Sonic has a huge successful comic book run as well. Like, oh I, really? Uh, okay. Well, I, yeah. On ID, IDW publishing, mm-hmm. uh, there's been loads of versions of Sonic as a comic, 
But in terms of Mario, Mario has only had a few issues published quite a few years back and hasn't really... I think maybe Nintendo have been a little bit more protective over that. Well, oh, after that movie, after that 93 movie, Nintendo was like, maybe we should be a bit more discerning with who we give licenses to. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I, I think I hear good things about the comic. I've never read Sonic, Sonic the comic, but yeah. maybe one day I'll dive into that. So, um, right. Okay. So obviously we've got different experiences, I think, yeah. here with, with yeah. Sonic. So you're definitely a game experience. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't really watched much in the way of the animated shows. Um, I I've actually got it here. So podcast wise, this isn't good here, but um, video wise, in my hands. Is, my God, uh, you have a Genesis. Like so, this is the Sega. Well, what I called it, Mega Drive. This this was actually the original Mega Drive that I had as a child. Does it still uh, work? No. Ah. Oh. Um, so I found it a week ago at my parents. I, oh I, my knew where, I knew exactly where it was as well. And I got it out and I've plugged, we plugged it into the TV and we just can't get past the black screen. Uh, oh it, man. It is really annoying. So I've got two joy pads with it as well. I've yeah. got a bunch of games. Like Oh my God. Out. Yeah. Uh, you might want to take it to that uh, computer sex shop and see if they can like. Well, no, I've got, I have got a friend who lives around the corner who does repair games. Uh-huh. So this, so this is, so I can't remember how old I was now, but I got this probably 91, 92. I got, I got this, uh, and we were huge Sonic Hedgehog fans. Mm-hmm. Now I cannot, for the life of me, find, um, I couldn't, so I knew that we had more games than we did, but I can't find Sonic 1 or, or any of the others, but I mm-hmm. did find Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, <laughs> so this is it here and uh i don't know if you remember the cartridges so man oh man uh, i remember all of the cartridges and people were like it's not true and i was like nope if your game stops working you take the cartridge out you blow in the cartridge you put it back and it works it's magic yeah. i don't know how that's, it what, I, that's what i used to always do blow, <laughs> blow, blow, blow it, or blow inside the console like, yeah so, yeah uh, and, people, and nowadays people are like that doesn't work shut up what do you know in <laughs> in the 90s it worked okay <laughs> do you know what was one of the most annoying things was back then you couldn't save Yes. progress yeah so if you were going to complete the game you had to complete the game yeah like, that's what link had mentioned on his video he was like you just leave the console turned on because <laughs> yeah. you can't turn it off because you lose your progress no i know i remember when i completed sonic the hedgehog 2 my parents have got a caravan down down the coast near the beach and i remember we completed sonic 2 down the bit down the coast and with so this is where tails uh is in it and you could, on a second joypad, control have someone control Tails. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whilst I, so I remember completing this. I played Sonic, and my brother played Tails. And I literally, all my brother's job to do is continue to get rings, <laughs> like because obviously rings were like your extra shield. Yeah. Uh, like, and that was his job was just to continue to get rings for me because as the harder the levels went on, yeah, the more I needed those rings. So I was like, literally, I remember even now saying to him, "Just get the rings, get the rings." <laughs> like, so, like, and uh, yeah. So, but anyway, so I was a huge experience with this. So I had. So I had, in terms of Sega, I didn't have a Saturn. <clears throat> I did skip over the Saturn. Mm-hmm. But I, I think had, a lot um, of people did. So I had the Mega Drive. Uh, I never had a Game Gear, but my cousin had a Game Gear and a Master System. So I remember playing his. Uh, we had the Mega Drive for ages, literally mm-hmm. ages. And I was one of those guys that jumped on the Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast and loved it. So 
I played Sonic Adventure. I had the little, I don't know if you remember the little VMU that used to plug in the um, joypad of the Dreamcast. And mm-hmm. uh, you could basically, there's these little tiny characters, a bit like Tamagotchis in the dream. In the, oh my gosh. In the, in the dream, uh, in the Sega Adventure series, you yeah. can upload a little character from Sonic Adventure and take it with you on your VMU um, and like feed it and stuff on your VMU. I remember <laughs> that. Like, so it was basically like a memory card. But like had a yeah. visual little screen on it. It was it was a really unique idea, <clears throat> and it kind of got me thinking about how so- how Sega and Nintendo were both very innovative and did, tried to break the mold. So you know, like Xbox and PlayStation kind of just do the same thing. Like yeah. they kind of they they basically make similar level machines, mm-hmm. and and they kind of just adult orientated machines really where nintendo is family orientated and sega was family orientated and they were always trying to be more innovative mm-hmm. so dreamcast was the first console to go online um so i remember that as well like but the, but they didn't have it was in the day of dial-up so uh-huh, uh, yeah so it came with a dial-up modem uh, i think later i think they maybe have adapted it or something but i didn't i didn't have a, an adapted one but yeah so i had a mega drive i played sonic the hedgehog one completed sonic the hedgehog two i skipped over three i remember i never i don't even think i ever played three um but i got sonic and knuckles mm-hmm. um and one of the cool things about the sonic and knuckles um cartridge was that the top opened up and you could plug in sonic one or two or three into the top of Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, uh-huh. so then so then you could play Knuckles in Sonic One or Two or Three, oh. or and, and like it was kind of a, it was kind of a unique way. And this is what I was talking about, like back in the day, <clears throat> plug in all these different things, and yeah, yeah, you know, and it was kind of kind of added to the experience of game playing. Um, so. But yeah, so then, so we had, so I had Mega Drive and I had the Dreamcast and I, I was a huge Sonic fan. I was definitely, as a child and as a as a teenager and early adult, much more of a Sega fan mm-hmm. than, than Nintendo. But then when Sega crashed and burned in the end, the Dreamcast being their final console and obviously they, they just weren't, you know, so unfortunately PlayStation just came in and... And took over the market. Took, took over the market, and there just wasn't room for Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, and, and I think Nintendo must have just kept plowing through. Now, well, Nintendo had the funds, I would think. Yeah, I, I guess understand. like Nint- Nintendo had the money behind them to keep going and keep innovating, whereas Sega yeah. didn't. Yeah, I mean, so I picked up a few uh, games recently. So Sonic Rush for 3DS, I picked up. I thought I'd show these. I picked up uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics 2012 <laughs> on 3DS. Uh, and these two Wii games I picked up as well. So Sonic uh, so the Secret of the Ring, <clears> which I picked up. This is really difficult to play. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really enjoy it. You have to really, you know how the Wii control has, you can balance it and move around. It's really mm-hmm. quite, to be honest, it's unnecessarily complicated, which mm-hmm. made it unenjoyable. Um, and then I've got uh, on the Wii as well, so, uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games uh, as well. So that was 2008, actually. Um, so I have played that. That's enjoyable. I haven't actually had a chance to play. Uh, the 2012 games? You should. Yeah, yeah. That was in London, right? 2012 uh, games yeah. were in London. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I haven't had a chance to play that. But what I really want to do is get that Mega Drive up and running so I can start playing this. You're going to have to um, keep us updated on the uh, revival of the Mega Drive. Oh, no, yeah. So I, I'll be honest with you. I'm a huge <clears throat> fan of Sonic, and I, 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 I was that was kind of my childhood growing up with the, with 
with that and like i think i said in the previous episodes mario is something that i've more mm-hmm. fallen into this year um so but what about yourself like you just said mainly you were animated yeah show. it was the animated series so i started to like sonic because of the cartoons played the game one time in my life uh so the the whole like sega is that's the one console that i pretty much completely skipped over like i went from super nes to playstation so i i never really again never had anyone that knew anyone that had uh, a genesis knew anyone that had like the dreamcast or any of that so all, all of that the sega generation i just completely jumped right over it i i missed the boat on that one maybe maybe one day you could uh <laughs> like grab a retro console or something like that so yeah you can so they remade the mega drive like much cheaper as well they got the mega drive mini mm-hmm. uh, which has got preloaded 20 games in it but also they released this other um sort of smaller mega drive which actually you can plug in old cartridges okay it's actually something recent i don't think it's that much money like 30 quid or something mm-hmm. um but i would like to get my old one up and running and to be honest with you if you go on facebook marketplace or I'm sure you can find it. Oh yeah, there's loads. I've seen loads of people selling Mega Drives, so I'm not. I you know anything from thirty to fifty quid or something like that. I'll be honest with you. I want to see if I can get that repaired first, and if I can't, then I might go down that road. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So well, keep us updated. The geeks want to know. So right, okay. So the movie time for the movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. It's written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller directed by Jeff Fowler and is based on Sonic the Hedgehog developed by Sega. And it stars Jim Carrey, James Marsden, Ben Schwartz and Tika Sumter. Uh, The release date was the 25th of January 2020. It has a running time of 99 minutes and a budget of 85-ish million US dollars. Mm -hmm. However, at the box office, it made 319.7 million US dollars. You know what that means? Sequel! (laughs) It's, it's, you, know, you basically have uh, yeah, made about three times the amount of money put in. Yeah. All right. So some fun facts. Anybody who remembers them announcing this movie, I, there was so much excitement and buzz around when they finally announced we were getting a Sonic the Hedgehog film. But when they released the first look images of their original version of Sonic, the internet lost its mind their version of sonic was this hideous horror show thing that had way too many teeth it had too much fur it had like it the body was disproportionate the legs were too long i mean it was just a mess like everyone who took a look at it who was familiar at all with sonic was like what is this abomination that you guys have given us and the the blowback was so it was immediate and it was just relentless and it was so loud that Jeff Fowler, the director, got on Twitter and was like, okay, we hear you. We are going to take the time and we are going to redesign Sonic. And that's what they did. The film was originally supposed to come out in November and it didn't get come out until January because they stopped everything and completely redesigned Sonic. They even brought in one of the original designers, the... Um, they brought in, oh, let me find the name. They brought in Yuji Naka, who was the second version of Sonic. So uh, Naoto Oshima created the original Sonic, which that was the version that you got in games from 91 to 97. 
And then Yuji Naka's version of Sonic was from 1998 forward. So they brought in Yuji Naka to kind of help them with the redesign of Sonic. Thank God they did. Because when they finally re-released images of their new version of Sonic, everybody was like, oh, okay, this is much better. Um, But that was one of the first times I had ever seen just like a unanimous fan reaction and for the production to just stop completely and redesign it because everyone like there was not a single person that was like oh yeah that sonic looks pretty cool like it was just an abomination it was horrible in fact like when we do the show notes i'm going to put the link to what the original sonic looked like so you guys can see for yourselves because it was awful and i'm so glad they took an extra few months to kind of <laughs> rework it and get it right i uh, do you know i do you know, all that what you're talking about there the whole internet blowing up i remember that oh, yeah. i basically tried to make sonic more realistic yes like a, and it was um, like nobody wants that that's not what we want like if you're going to give us a sonic like we want sonic we don't want some like 2020 version of what you think the character should be interpreted as we want that little blue dude from the video game we don't want no other shit like don't give us this no um yeah maybe <laughs> It got me thinking, like, it's kind of a bit like the whole <laughs> Bob Hoskins thing, you know? Yeah. Well, whilst whilst we enjoyed the Bob Hoskins version, generally yeah. it was not well received. Yes. And that's because they didn't want that version. They want and, you know, judging by last week's Mario, people mm-hmm. wanted that. You know, right. People... Right. Like, people, you, you're taking a childhood classic and, like, bringing it to life. Like, imagine Space Jam. Okay, so Space Jam brought Looney Tunes like into the real world, essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Space Jam had decided to get creative with the way that they had designed Bugs Bunny. Now, Bugs Bunny has been around since the 40s. Why would you suddenly take a character that people are so familiar with that has been around for years and years and years and decide, you know what? What if Bugs Bunny actually had like more bunny-like features what if we made his fur different what if we made his teeth bigger and more prominent people would have lost their minds they would have been like what is that that is not bugs bunny like we want bugs bunny and i think it's the same thing with sonic and it's one of the few times like there's there's always like fan drama like especially with stuff like star wars like fans complain about one thing or another but this was the first time i had ever seen a universal response to a character just being like horribly wrong and thank god the studio listened because this version of sonic again so much better um so another thing uh with this film is because of covid it got pushed back uh well it it came out right before covid got really bad so it it was released in january of 2020 um that year it was the sixth highest grossing film of 2020 um and it was considered the highest grossing superhero film of the year which was the first time since 2010 any superhero film beat marvel but marvel didn't release a film in 2020 because of covid um and until last week or two weeks ago when uh mario the mario movie came out this sonic film the first sonic film was the highest grossing video game film of all time until it got dethroned three years later by super mario brothers so again, that Sega and Nintendo rivalry lives on. I think. I think this. Is, I think Mario's now made something like five hundred and eight. Oh yeah, million. I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna get real close to a billion, if not if not passing it, it's gonna get up there. Um, 
other films out there. Uh, well, uh, so I've I've just found here that uh, Mario has made five hundred five hundred eight million. That's another hundred million from when we recorded. Um, Detective Pikachu has made four hundred forty nine million. Mm-hmm. Warcraft, which came out in two thousand sixteen, made four hundred thirty nine. Rampage, which had the rock in it, made 428. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made 405. There you go. So um I didn't know that Detective Pikachu weren't that much. I didn't think it I thought it was a I thought it flopped. No, it was huge. Are you kidding oh. me? Pikachu? I've never said I've never seen it. So I didn't oh, know. you gotta watch it. It's actually good. Well, we'll we'll factor that in next time. Yeah. we do some like gaming stuff. Yeah, but, we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do uh, another month of game films. Okay, so one more fun fact: Can you guess yeah. how tall Sonic is? I don't know. He looks like he went up to your knee or something like that. Okay. Yeah. He is listed as three feet three and a half inches tall, and he weighs seventy-seven pounds. <laughs> it's weird that they thought about that. Like, <laughs> I guess that they had to think about it, I suppose, from uh Yeah. I guess when you're doing all the CGI, maybe you have to factor that in to make it realistic. Yeah. So. I think it's funny that they seventy seven pounds seems kinda heavy for something that's only three feet tall. Like <laughs> uh, that that means that uh the donut lord's dog weighs more than Sonic does, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so summary of this movie from IMDB. Uh, I know I always love their summaries because they're tiny. (laughs) After discovering a small blue fast hedgehog, a small town police officer must help him defeat an evil genius who wants to do experiments on him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that is it. So, um, okay, I actually, like, you go first, summarize your thoughts on this film. Uh, So, this film to me was very reminiscent of the cartoons i enjoyed the ridiculousness of robotnik i uh loved sonic he was super endearing super charming you couldn't help but like sonic uh and i love how eventually everybody kind of came around and the little town that he had decided was his home on earth like eventually banded around him and supported him against robotnik um i just i mean it's it's like a feel-good story it's a you know me, I say this all the time, but like the found family, I love the concept of found family. And this is definitely like a found family film. Um, and it's just like really, I don't know. I just love it. It's it's nice and neat. It's, uh, you know, obviously they leave the ending open for a sequel, but it, everything that happens in this film kind of gets wrapped up in this film. Um, and it's really just like not too much to think about. It's mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you sit there, you enjoy it for what it is, but it's also very nostalgic to me because I grew up watching the Sonic cartoon. And so just like the tone of the film, the banter between the two, like it just, it it feels very familiar. Um, and it's just, it's just so easy to watch. I think, I think it is a nice family movie. It, you know, I, I don't know, like, you see a lot of these films where you get the animated <clears throat> characters like the Smurfs and they come mm-hmm. to Earth and they inter- you know, Master of the Universe, like mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, you know, Unearthed the anime, but they come to <laughs> it's kind of like a trope, isn't it? They they yeah. you know, you have the anim- you have the games or the animated TV series that you grow up on and then they make the movie and the movie version takes them to Earth, which yeah. you know, and then interacts with normal humans. It's kind yeah. of quite a common trope to have that. Uh 
with especially sort of 80s characters that we've, mm-hmm. you know, we're so used to growing up on and then they bring them to eight, well, 80s 90s characters and they bring them to earth and interact them with yeah with normal humans and see how they get on so for yeah. what it was i think it was enjoyable um i think i probably in the long run love to see a movie of sonic very much like we had with mario last week where like a fully animated fun. one yeah, more video game like more animated one yeah I, I think in the long run i would love to see something like we had last week mm-hmm. uh there's nothing wrong with this movie at all but having now comparing them to last week's super mario brothers where you know we got to see them interact you know things like yeah. the power up power up boxes and yeah stuff like that i would much i think now i really would be keen to see mm-hmm. this kind of this world brought to a stop and see an animated sonic movie or just carry this sonic movie over to an animated world and just yeah i mean we got a sliver of that at the very beginning when he's a kid and uh long claw throws him into a different world uh but i like i think their homage to the games was the end credits which were really cool like the end credits you really did feel like you were running through a sonic game like you had they they did that part well i thought um Mm -hmm. as opposed to like because I don't think you can do both. Like you either make a film like you made this one or you make a film like you did Mario um, where it's definitely like immersed in the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that would have been very hard to do with this mix of live action and CGI. No, no. yeah, no, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> So I think, I think like, like I say, I actually did enjoy it. I think it's, it's funny in part. It's a good family movie. I've seen it before, mm-hmm. um, but I just sat down and watched it about an hour or two before we recorded um yeah like i say I, I enjoyed it for what it is i think there's some good moments in here uh jim carrey always does really well in my god jim carrey put his foot this is like reminiscent of ace ventura jim carrey like this yeah. was jim carrey like heyday old school jim carrey now no offense to like jim carrey's serious stuff but jim carrey to me will forever be that funny guy like so i just love to see him get back to that in this one i think i think he did really well i think I, yeah to be honest it was all done very well for what it was. I enjoyed it for what it was. And mm-hmm. I think, I think they did well in terms of it. I, I would like to, I don't know, see more, but I, I can't remember the sequel now, even though I saw it like a year ago, but yeah. we'll talk about it next week. So. Well, I think um, like if, if it hadn't been Jim Carrey, the only actor right now that could have played Robotnik would have been Christoph Waltz. I think Christoph Waltz would have been a really good Robotnik. I can't think who that is. He Who's was that? in Inglorious Bastards. He was in uh, Django Unchained. He, uh, oh, he was Blofeld in the Bond movies. He was who? Blofeld. You would know him if you saw him. He's been in a ton of stuff. Christoph Waltz. Inglorious. Hold on, I'll just tell Inglorious Bastards. Hold on. What was his character? Oh, sorry, what was his name? Sorry. I don't remember the character's name. Sorry, he was, was he was one of the Nazis. What's his name? Sorry, Christoph Waltz. Oh, I know who. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really funny, and he can he can do like the crazy faces like Jim Carrey does. I think he would have been he'd have been the oh. only other guy that I would have picked to be Robotnik. Oh, he was in Al- uh, Alita Battle Angel. He was yes, the, yeah, the yeah. Doctor. Yeah. yeah, the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. No, he. Oh, yeah, he was Inspector. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, he was in Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I I know exactly who you're talking about. He probably yeah. could pull off that role. I think. Yeah, I don't well, think very so. many other people would have. Like a lot of the other 
actors that could do it are a little bit too young to be Robotnik. And I, but like, I just, again, like it's, it's all part of your childhood. Like for them to even put Jim Carrey in this movie, like Jim Carrey was that guy in the nineties, right? Like he was just in so much stuff. Um, so I, I enjoyed that part of it too. Uh, so in this movie, we've got <clears throat> three main characters, really. Yeah. And then everybody else is sub. And mm-hmm. it is three ma- male characters. Sonic, played by Ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And Tom, played by, who is a donut man. or yeah. whatever. Donut, donut Lord. Donut Lord, that's it. James Marsden, who I, I mainly am associating him with the, the X-Men as Cyclops. Ah, they did Cyclops and, uh, dirty, man. They said, they did him dirty in that third one. He, he was so second level, yeah. like third level. It was the movies were not even about Cyclops, which yeah. was just Cyclops is the leader of the X Men. Anyway, anyway, we'll talk about, <laughs> we will we will one day talk about the X Men. Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. Now we had obviously probably our kind of next character was the girlfriend Maddie, played the by wife. Tika. Well, I was it wife. Sorry, I forgot yeah. they were married. Uh, I mean, to be honest, she's barely in it. So. Yeah. Which I think is a is a shame because she was yeah. hugely strong and she should have been a lot more involved. She, yeah. She's kind of in the middle. <clears throat> yeah, start, I, start d- like everybody end. else was pretty much background, but I liked it when she first sees Sonic because she's like a vet. So when T- Tom brings her to or brings Sonic to her, she's like, I don't know what this is, but let me take a look. The pulse is this, the da 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 da, and she just like steps into it. She pulls him aside later, and she was like don't I get points for not freaking out about looking at the space alien that you just brought to my sister's house? And I was like, <laughs> I thought that was really funny because it's just like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, and they like, they fist bumped each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I know, I thought that was good. So of those, kind of those four, I guess she is kind of the fourth main character, but yeah. she... But still, the, in this film, she's very background, yeah. Yeah. Um, of those, well, of all of them, because you may, they may have others, do you, anyone your favorite character? I mean, it's got to be Sonic. Like, yeah, it's got to be right. Like, I just yeah. Ben Schwartz was a good choice to do the voice um, because. I don't know, he's he's funny and sarcastic, and so I think he kind of fit pretty well with the sonic personality that I'm used to. Um, so I thought the voice, the voice casting there was good, but also the the way that they redesigned Sonic. Sonic is very expressive. And so it was it felt so like real just to watch his expressions change as his mood changed throughout the film. So just kind of seeing Sonic be Sonic was, was just too much fun and too nostalgic for me. So Sonic was definitely my favorite. I just looked it up. He's done a whole load of voice acting work. Mm-hmm. Um, DuckTales, um, oh That's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. American Dad, Rumble. Oh, he was in Space Force. Uh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. He was in uh, something called Fairfax. <clears throat> he played he played Leonardo in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. So he's done loads of stuff. He was in um, Star Wars Bad Batch for one episode. But yeah, he obviously does a lot of voice work. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think, oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, Sonic, like you say, was, I, I think he handled humor very well. Yeah. And there was moments there where you could kind of like feel for him as well, the light the loneliness part yeah he kind of got to know everybody in the town from a distance so right he made he made that town his home right but then no one knew he was like yeah that, and that's that the thing like home. he even addressed it when he was like 
because uh tom was like so you were you were spying on us and he was like no i we were having a movie night you just didn't know that i was there <laughs> uh i thought i thought uh, to be honest with you james marsden really does get props for his acting throughout mm-hmm. this film i think though i i would say he's got to be the second uh oh yeah like because yeah to act with a cgi character throughout yeah so a basically whole you're doing like a tennis ball like yeah. you're you're standing there acting with a tennis ball the whole time i don't know i'm assuming somebody reads the lines out yeah 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 but I, I, don't, I don't know whether or not they he appears on set together or not. I don't know how that works, but you've got to get acting props, James Marsden. I, I would say, for me, his acting is really up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do a whole movie just acting, like you say, against a tennis ball. Yeah. So, um, ah, James Marsden in Westworld as well. Yeah. He's, He's in Westworld. Yes. Well, the first season. Um, I love James Marsden. He's, do you know what? He's an actor that really needs to get more work. Yeah. Like, I But he's, like, funny. Like, I loved him in the Hairspray remake. He was so good in the Hairspray remake. I've never seen that. Oh, like, my God. If we ever do a musical month, like, uh, we are putting Hairspray on the list. So, <clears throat> I would say, I think Sonic is probably my favorite, but James Marsden's character and just James Marsden himself. Mm-hmm. James Marsden really did help carry this film. Yeah. For, I mean, for sure. Like, he had to because... <laughs> he was the face because like they they filmed everything and they hadn't um, they might not have even had a voice cast yet for sonic so everything that he did he did it without the voice that we hear so you still yeah, get all of that yeah. same emotion without without the connection that we see on screen i think sometimes they have somebody just on, on yeah the, somebody just yelling uh, out the lines and uh, you're acting by yourself you know against against what you imagine is going to be there. I love throughout the movie, though, the little tweaks that they have. So the with Sonic and his world, like the rings, how the rings have a different thing. They they get to can travel to parallel worlds. Mm-hmm. But the bit I loved the most was at the end when the little girl picks up his trainers and yeah. goes off and gets him some red sneakers. Yeah. And, and I, I knew exactly what was happening, but I thought, oh, this is cool. Like, Yeah, it's a that, cool way to get that iconic piece in there. Yeah, I thought that was nice Yeah, to sort of slowly tweak it along to... Yeah. Being that, yeah, anyway, so... Um, right, okay, talk about the structure of the movie... It did have a storyline. Yeah. It was it was yeah. a, yeah. It was it was there. thin, but yeah, it was yeah. there. Um it was a thin storyline, but yeah. it was there. It was very much just let's see how much fun we can have with this. Um mm-hmm. I don't think it needed to be something super serious. I think because we had the strong characters with Jim Carrey and with James Marsden, like they could carry the ridiculousness of the plot um so it's it's one of those things where it's like you know ain't nobody winning no oscars no uh awards like it's this is not an award-worthy film but it is still entertaining from beginning to end oh yeah like like you say no one's winning awards but yeah. people are getting paid because yeah. it's obviously doing well yeah it, it's clearly got that family it's a family safe movie right? yeah like yeah um, i mean they don't even curse in this movie i think this movie was rated pg like it's not even pg-13 it's pg so it mm-hmm. is definitely a family movie yeah I, th- I think i think the script has done well i don't think you could really alter it or change it much yeah it kind of is what it is it's, yeah it's, it's, it's super cheesy but... super campy but like it fits the theme you know also, they they I... decided to keep sonic 
on that level of like fun versus like going the dark route with that one cartoon that they had. So because they kept it light, everything that they did kind of fell within that range. So nothing that they did felt out of place, even though it's all, again, very ridiculous, you know? I can't remember what it was now, but there was one line in it, which was definitely adult. Um, but it was in a... See, sometimes these lines will fly over kids' head, mm-hmm. uh, kids' heads. And I noticed, I can't, can't remember now what it was now, but there was a line in it later on where from James Marsden, and I was like, that's definitely an adult joke in there. Yes. And do, do you know what I'm talking about? They, I mean, uh, there were a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's so I think what I was going to say is I like the fact that it, it's a bit like, do you know, what, actually, this is what it was. It makes me think of The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, how the scripts are always aimed at both adults and children, mm-hmm. unlike South Park, which is just adults. Yeah. And, and I think they did that well with this movie. Okay. Yes. Predomin- predominantly geared towards kids. Yeah. But there was the odd line and, it was easy enough to follow for um, children and adults and it kind of does appeal to both. Yeah. Now I know me and you both sat down to watch it as adults, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't say that an adult would watch this on their own. Like, I mean, I would, I did watch it on my own no, though, the very yeah, first time I saw it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I mean, um, I don't have any kids. So yeah, I watched it on my own. Uh, okay. Like I, I, I don't know if I would put it on <clears> my own, like, yeah, I told I, both of them. Well, th- this one I watched, I didn't see this in theaters, but it, when it came out on digital, so I watched yeah. it on digital. But then the second one I saw on a plane. Um, it was oh, on okay. one of my long haul flights. I watched the second one. The second one, I do you know actually I say this now. There's some animated movies I happily will watch on my own, so I should I should take that back. I'll walk away. Like the like the Lion King, I've watched that many times on my own. Oh my god, um, the Lion King. So, um, but the one I am most looking forward to is Sonic 3 with Idris Elba. Yeah, with with a different uh, version of Knuckles than we got in the yeah, second one. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to rewatch the second one again. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. So, uh, right. So, did you have any favorite moments in this movie? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, and it turns out it was at the very beginning of the film. Uh, one of my favorite moments is Sonic and the Turtle when the turtle is trying to cross the street and sonic saves it from getting run over by the truck and then he's like yo buddy and then he's like hey you want to go on a little ride and he like speeds down the road with the turtle and you can see the turtle like smile a little bit (laughs) like that scene to me was so cute where he just like gave this turtle the thrill of its life and then eventually when he finally put the turtle down the turtle is just like vibrating (laughs) like it's just (laughs) So the adrenaline in the turtle is just like too much. I loved that scene at the very beginning. I thought that was a good scene. So mm-hmm. I love that. Like, um, I, I love I, I, one of my well, to be honest, this, this movie is dotted with really nice moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love I love the uh, where he accidentally shoots him with the trank. Uh, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I love their interaction. I, one of the scenes <clears throat> as well you mentioned where his wife like says you know can i get props for the fact yeah. that i've not freaked out over this i did weird, not freak out <laughs> yeah, blue alien hedgehog like, yeah and the fist bump i thought the banter between the two of them was very good good chemistry yeah. there yeah I, I would say when you see good chemistry between them it's probably that they've got to know each other a little bit offset yeah because it's not not as awkward um mm-hmm. i can imagine if you don't really know each other it's probably a little bit more awkward so they must have like taken some time to try and get to know each other yeah that, that interaction was quite good considering yeah uh, and it felt very natural considering yeah. The fact that they don't have much screen time together the movie. yeah a little bit here and there um but i did one of my favorite bits again as the couple is when she pulls out the cake 
and accidentally pulls out the cake. The wrong cake. Yeah, San Francisco sucks. And yeah. James Marsden goes, no doubts at all, right? She's like, yeah. no, no doubts at all, <laughs> like, that you were going to get that job. <laughs> I thought that was, that, you know, that, that couple's banter is mm-hmm. like really uh, natural and real life. Yeah. So it doesn't feel it doesn't feel scripted. That's probably the best way. Of yeah, it. there is so, now speaking of them, like there's the one scene at the end where they're repainting the house after all of the damage, and yeah. they're like he's teasing her, like he's going to put paint on her. And like at one moment her whole face slips and she's just like, oh, boy. And I just felt like when she said that, I was like, that was a hundred percent not scripted. That was just like you be a tire to be a mess with like just the way that that's looped out so natural i was like i love i love whatever y'all got going on it works right. they must have got on offset really well that's yeah. how it came across to me so um but my other scene i wanted to kind of shout out was at the beginning before they get to earth when these sort of weird ninja characters are going after yeah. sonic and uh, this is what i mean i wanted to see more of that mm-hmm. like i really can't for the life of me can't remember the sequel so when we watch it next week, I don't, I don't even know if they follow that up, but I love that beginning bit. And I really wanted to see more of that. And I kind of felt like you started off with this cool storyline of these weird ninja characters and also like the owl that said Sonic had to keep his powers mm-hmm. a secret. So there's obviously a lot more going on there. But yeah. suddenly we shot, and this is, I guess, a little bit of a criticism here was you set up this really cool world. Yeah. And this really cool sort of, mother figure for sonic these cool ninja characters okay that's all over now right we send sonic to earth and, right. and it's like okay well we now we've got a completely different storyline yeah and and he hasn't even gone back to find this mother figure he's got this new found family but what about his you know the blade the the the, the owl that kind of brought him up for the yeah. first few years of his life and and you know if he's got all these cool powers why hasn't he gone back and i i, oh, I can't remember what's happened if they ever do anything about it well but, when like, there's there is a point where knuckles talks about some of the stuff that happened on their world um yeah when sonic wasn't there in the, in the I, I, i'd like to hope that essentially I, I don't know what the third film will be about but i would love it if they were to go back like yeah if they go like, back home so, I mean, they're always with a trilogy. It should always yeah. reference. I mean, first. I think that's the implication because, well, in the, the mid credit scene, that's what Tails mentions. So, well, hopefully then. Hopefully it's hopefully it's planned. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I really love that cool setup at the beginning <clears throat> and then just to go off elsewhere. And I thought the rings idea was really cool to travel mm-hmm. to different worlds. And I did think to myself, how cool is it to go to a mushroom kingdom? Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like... Is that not deliberate or what? Yeah, uh, exactly. There was oh, no, I I should have written it down, but there was another nod to Mario in here, addition in addition to like the Mushroom Kingdom, and now I can't remember what it was. But yeah, there were there were definitely some some like I don't. It's not necessarily like a jab, but there were definitely some like Nintendo shoutouts in here as well. Mm-hmm. And because Sega doesn't really care about its platform, yeah. I mean, not not they don't have care. one they anymore. Have, yeah, they don't have they don't have their own consoles anymore. It would be so cool eventually. I don't know if Nintendo would do it though, but it would be. But I reckon Sega would definitely do a Mario and Sonic. Listen, if these two box offices, like the numbers are too big, they're too big. If if they can come to some kind of agreement, I'm assuming in the next five years we are 100% going to get a Mario Sonic crossover. That would be amazing. I'd see that. In which case, they're going to have to do the whole thing animated because I don't want to see Mario in the real world yeah well yeah. i want mario I guess... to stay animated yeah we'll have to see what happens there but anyway yeah 
I don't. I personally don't think I would alter much about this movie. No, not really. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's again. It's there's not too much thought required. It's just fun. You go in, you enjoy the ride, and then you wait for the sequel. Like I don't think that there's too much room for that much critique. I would say like it's just this is this is a hard movie to critique. There's one uh, actually another thing I wanted to shout out, which I thought was quite cool at the beginning when he was kind of showing his life on his own. Mm-hmm. That he was reading through piles and piles of the Flash comic. Yeah, which I thought was cool. Yeah, so, can you imagine Sonic and Flash racing? I think Sonic would win. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Barry might let Sonic win, but I don't think head to head. I think Barry might beat him. What about Wally? I don't know about Wally. <laughs> <laughs> I think Barry might beat him, but uh, I don't know about Wally. Um, okay, so that mid-credit scene, mm-hmm. somebody shows up. Oh my goodness, who is that in your background there? Why don't you tell us? Tails shows up right at the very end. <laughs> so, Tails was a really cool addition to the yeah. franchise. Uh, I think it was good that when they made Sonic the Hedgehog 2, all the way back in 1992, that they started to introduce a world of characters. They didn't mm-hmm. just stick to, to Sonic. Yeah. Well, like I said, in the in the cartoons, Tails was pretty much always around. So to me, Sonic and Tails have always been together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun to see Tails pop up at the end and for him to just be like, I think I found him. And it's like, oh, here we go. Oh, what's yeah. going to happen in the next one? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So for me, I feel like Sonic and Tails kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. It's a bit weird that first Sonic game that there was no Tails, but yeah. I think I would imagine I'm making huge assumptions. Sega probably thought you got Mario and Luigi, you need Sonic and somebody, mm-hmm. and then they came up with Tails. You need yeah. you need a second. You yeah. need you need that player too. You got to have always, a player too. You have a lot. You have a, there's a lot of worlds where they do have you know an, an associate or an assistant yeah. or a sidekick. Yeah, you know, Mario. Uh, sorry, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I mean you, you have to like there. There's always someone. Because mm. every hero needs support. Even Spider-Man, whilst he doesn't have sidekicks, has got many yeah. spin-off characters. Like, I mean, even last week's, he's finally got Spider-Boy. So, <laughs> like, that's blowing up at ridiculous prices on eBay. <laughs> so, right. Um, what would you rate this movie? Out of five? Four. I wasn't sure what to give it. I think I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Next week, we will be reviewing, as we end our Mario vs. Sonic week, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh-huh. Last year, yeah. 2022. There was an episode we did last year, which I did reference. I watched it in, uh, with the family, but this will yeah. be our first proper review of it. Yep. So you can follow us, Geeks and Niche. We are everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google, Puppy, and Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Good journey. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>